Hello and welcome. Amidst a decline in fresh COVID-19 cases across India, several states have started the process of unlocking and relaxing restrictions imposed. So is it high time that we send India's children back to school also? Is it time to prioritize opening up our schools in a planned and safe manner? We now know enough about COVID-19 to be able to design protocols for schools opening that can keep the risks of infection down to acceptable levels. If we can design protocols to open malls, pools and bars without risking lives, why not schools? Is it time to learn to reopen schools with precautions in place? Well, joining us now first is Amar Prem Prakashi, the class 12 student from Delhi, who has moved the Supreme Court seeking directions to the centre and state governments to take a time-bound decision in connection with the physical reopening of schools. Amar, that's really impressive. What pushed you to do this and what does your petition say? Right. Firstly, thank you for having me here tonight and a very uh, good evening to everyone. So, there are, there are three main to address. I filed the first being a the reopening of various states like have no and they have done okay Amar hold that thought I'm going to come back to you we can't seem to hear you very clearly so let me just uh, why don't you disconnect and and uh, uh, reconnect you know but I think this gives us an idea of just how difficult it is we have these technical problems on our shows all the time so just imagine being a, a student trying to study physics, chemistry, math online when internet, uh, when your internet isn't cooperating and the reality is not everybody has access to the internet or a smartphone. Alapan Porel joins us now from uh, West Bengal and Alapan had to move away from home. Alapan, that's correct. You had to rent a room to study and attend classes on your own uh, uh, for your class 12 exams. Is that is that true? around from my home to attend the class. Okay. So, a bandwidth issue now with Alapan and you know, this is a really serious matter because Alapan is in class 12. Uh, his school, his the internet near his home was so poor that he had to move uh, away and live away from his family alone, a class 12 student. Imagine doing that to your child. He had to move away from home, spend the entire uh, class, his entire class 12 year living by himself, renting a, a, a small room so that he could attend school. Otherwise, he would have been a class 11 pass out if he hadn't done this. Alapan, let's try Alapan once again. And Amar Prem Prakash. Okay, so uh, Alapan, uh, again, this should make us think uh, how many, what would happen to the girls, the girl students, his uh, female classmates uh, uh, in his class, uh, how many parents in, in his neighborhood would allow their daughters to do this, a class 12 student to move to a city. So what happens to them? Do they just pull them out of school and say, these are all questions we need to think about. We have Ritika Khera joining us. She's an economist and IIT Delhi professor. Ritika, you believe that we must have an immediate but careful reopening of, of schools, especially primary schools in India, right? Ritika, you worked with students in Jharkhand uh, and you've found that uh, an education really is is not happening. 
So actually, uh, we've been very concerned about the closure of schools for such a long time. Uh, and, you know, uh, truth be told, I think primary schools should have been treated from the beginning as an essential service. Uh, on par with hospitals and everything else that was classified as an essential service. Uh, and as UNICEF and UNESCO have said, uh, they should be the last to close if the need arises, but the first to reopen. Uh, in our case, it's been actually the opposite. Uh, and, you know, some of these losses are very hard, going to be very hard to make up because, you know, they are time-sensitive interventions, especially at the younger ages. For an older child who has learned to read and write already, you can send some material online. But for a child who needs to be to taught how to write, even letters, uh, you know, none of that is happening. So basically what we've been doing is we've done a survey not just in Jharkhand. Uh, our volunteers are spread across a bunch of states, Assam, Bihar, Jharkhand, Madhya Pradesh, sorry, yeah, Madhya Pradesh, Maharashtra, uh, Delhi, Chandigarh, Rajasthan, uh, and a few others. Uh, and we've been talking both to parents and students themselves, asking them about what online education has meant for them, uh, and also about what their views are about the reopening of schools. Uh, and really the most stark finding perhaps for uh, this kind of audience is that, you know, for these children, not, online education is just a myth. Uh, most of them, in fact, barely 10% of our rural sample has said that they have the ability to participate in online education. And what that means is, you know, very often when we do talk about so the so-called digital divide, the, the discussion ends at whether or not they have a smartphone. And, and long term, Ritika, the pandemic, uh, as per child rights activists across states, it has, you know, reversed the efforts, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the gains that we made over decades to bring marginalized children into the fold of formal education. Right. Uh, so uh, based on our conversations, one a very important concern that's coming from parents is the loss of skills that the children had managed to acquire. So they're saying, you know, this child was a topper in his class, uh, but that same child is barely able to recognize the letter now. Uh, so there are learning losses, uh, but also because these children are basically not being asked to go to school. Some of them are being now beginning to participate in economic activities within the household. Not There's not a very big uh, thing of child paid child labor, but within the household, you know, helping around at a shop or going and working in the fields, uh, that kind of thing is certainly being reported uh, in our survey as well. Uh, and parents... See, the parents are expressing helplessness on two counts. One is that, of course, they understand the value of education, but many of these parents are not able to do any kind of homeschooling because many of them are not literate or very well educated themselves. Secondly, even when they are, they are not able to help the child because they are struggling with their daily, you know, livelihood and all of that, right? So even if something comes on a WhatsApp group for the child and the parent is able to help the child is actually not able to help the child because time is such a luxury for these people. Uh, so there are a whole range of concerns that both parents and children are voicing. And, uh, you know, in our sample, actually, when we ask them the question that would you be in favor of reopening schools or would you be against it? Uh, many of the parents say, what kind of foolish question is that? 
like it's a non question for them right they they are very desperate for schools to reopen well they're desperate for schools to reopen because they care for their children's education their futures let's try amar prem again amar you were telling us what led you to uh, uh, take this step uh, yes a, a desperate step reaching out to the supreme court right so firstly i think uh, the connectivity issues that i had just faced along with my learned panelists really exemplifies uh, what i <laughs> you know stand for because the and you're in delhi that, you're in the capital exactly and 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 i'm sitting at a place where i i suppose the connectivity is supposed to be good but so the reason why i have moved to the supreme court uh, is primarily because of three reasons the first being of course the reopening of schools now various states and union territories have reopened schools like you pointed out but various other states have not taken even a decision what i am asking along with various other students is a decision from the government as to whether schools are open or not because i mean currently we are in a state of limbo we don't know what's going to be happen and that's what i want to clear the government the second being the issues that we are facing the, the, the issues that we have been facing during this time and the plight of students honestly at this point in time because if you see online schooling online teaching and testing has not been efficient in most areas and i am talking about the majority over here various issues across all fronts connectivity uh, bandwidth whether it be uh, you know people having appropriate electronic devices or not of course not to mention the dearth of you know a social environment and even the deprivation of say sports and other extracurricular activities these issues should be flagged these issues need to be looked at too and of course i completely agree with ms khera because when she says that it's really time for schools to reopen i feel it is and coming to my third point the they third have point have, schools have to reopen in some capacity or the other you're saying well thanks so much amar prem and all the best i think your case uh, is going to be heard this week so we look forward to to uh, the outcome of that but aarti tiwade joins us you're a master student uh studying development work on the ground with rural schools in maharashtra what's your experience been like yeah uh first of all thank you very much for inviting me here uh so as professor ritika has also uh, rightly pointed out i am a part of her team the, the school survey team so basic objective of our survey is to reach out to the marginalized communities in rural as well as urban areas where we can find out what are the implications of this online education on whole learning experience mm. of the child so basically i will be talking about my experience in rural maharashtra but i i will like to emphasize that what all are the findings from this survey are very much similar across the states in india like okay. in one of the cases that we have observed like the place where i surveyed is a quietly forested area and student here are literally have to climb up to the hills have to walk on feet oh for God. an hour to reach out to that place where they have built a uh, the hut like structure out of wood and the plastic to cover their heads and they used to sit there to get the uh, connectivity the basic connectivity so that they can attend the online classes and they can download the stuff that is being provided by the teacher so they climb so, on top of trees sitting yeah. there all day sitting on top of rooftops trying to get a signal i mean this is india in the 21st century and again i ask yeah. how many girls 
are going to be able to do this what does this mean for their education if you're a, if you're a girl child in school they're certainly not going to be allowed to go ahead and do all this remember the kailash satyarthi children's foundation has also cautioned that one in every five child children will potentially be withdrawn from school if the economic crisis brought on by the covid-19 lockdown persists which is why as amar prem has uh, is saying as he has gone to the court to say give us an idea of when and if schools are going to open this uncertainty this open endedness doesn't work any longer uh, dr shashank joshi you're a member of the covid-19 task force in maharashtra what would you say given the number of fresh cases being reported daily in fact delhi has reported only 24 cases uh, are schools safe for our children if they are reopened so sara i think i completely empathize with uh, the feelings of the children and people who have to be deprived of education we have to look at four facts we have to prepare our schools for this and the school staff and teachers need to be double vaccinated on a prior hmm. so that's the first thing see we have to start school preparedness there's no two ways about it sooner or later the schools will have to be opened in zero covid district and some pilots will have to be started particularly in geographies like delhi etc that can be started in maharashtra and kerala we still have a problem kerala is number 1 maharashtra is number 2 we have districts of concern here but we have zero district uh, cases where a pilot can be run particularly in rural areas where also midday meal schemes etc are so they are, they are very genuine issues but we need to get three things in order number one school staff to be fully vaccinated that's number one number two ensure that air ventilation and covid appropriate behavior including masking is enforced because globally the experience with school reopening has been dismal they have been spreader and super spreader events sure we will see a lot of experts are a little worry of opening that till a school preparedness plan is in order hmm. if that plan is in order and i completely empathize with the boy who has got this code that they need a plan they need something in writing that at least by this time but unfortunately covid is unpredictable at one end we are preparing for the third wave and at the other end you know we are trying to open up everything too quickly too fast and then we should not falter we you know i think the memories of the second wave have completely erased out of everybody's mind and tomorrow if a spreader or a super spreader event occurs mm. then everybody will be back to square one and say that we sure, going to sure. open the schools in hari i'm glad we have you doctor because nobody wants to be dismissive of the fears of parents right we know that once schools reopen and we saw that happen in haryana in himachal pradesh schools reopen and cases shot up and the schools had to show, shut down again so cases will shoot up if schools reopen that should not surprise anyone is that correct doctor but we should be prepared karnataka for that also karnataka also same thing happened so i think let us first develop a appropriate school preparedness plan each state uh, rural and uh, you know have districts of exception run pilots and get this but doctor the question is you can make these plans for malls you have we have made these plans for bars we have made these plans for pools why can't we make these plans for schools and why shouldn't we have prioritized that dr um, sandhya avasti joined us she's the principal of dps school in greater noida ma'am when the lockdown was announced no one expected it to last so long and virtual learning was embraced it was even touted as the future but are we now doing more harm than good to students by keeping schools closed for such a long time so i must tell you that uh, particularly in my state we have already reopened school for the senior children yes we had a week of uh, studies for the children and prior to opening the school we developed a covid 
an understanding of covid protocols we had orientation of parents we took survey and we uh, asked parents to give uh, their consent for it so far we have only 30% children who have joined the school but we are hoping that in the weeks to come more children uh, will come because the parents who are skeptical right now will gain more confidence because every day at the end of the school day we share with the parents what our experience has been we've uh, take them around the school in uh, we share pictures of the school and uh, children when they go back they speak with their peers so we've seen a, a larger number of children coming every day so we are preparing we are very hopeful because we know that schools have to reopen and it's critical to get the parents involved and to finally it's the decision of the parent to decide whether to so you still provide an offline option online and we, offline we have both so, so they have both yeah. so the parent can choose what what they want for their ward i want to try alapan porel one last time alapan uh, i know you've uh, made an effort to 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 join us on the show and we want your story to be told your voice also deserves to be heard go ahead uh so uh, actually uh, we want to say that obviously the covid uh, restriction should be implied it's uh, it's not uh, yet done with it so but uh, when malls or other shopping malls is opening why not schools it's a place for learning or we have we are learning with it but uh, we don't have the environment for it so uh, just we must have a plan to go for it we can uh, say that uh, well, uh, it will uh, moving it it will start from uh, that day or we can uh, expect to start a school this uh, unexpected uh, situation is not uh, having for a student and alapan i want to double check you also could not give three exams of your class 12 yes i could not uh, take the exam and that's so, a report uh, for uh, uh, for our future career as well so that's going to affect you going thing. forward your total um, mark yes, sheet yes. valuation will be affected yes yes and uh, your parents obviously had to spend money to rent this room for you for this whole year there's no option for it so we have to do it or we we have to drop out from the school there's all right option. so a huge financial setback also otherwise um he would just have to have dropped out he would have been a class 11 pass for the rest of his life and that's a reality for many of our children that is india's future people uh, for this uh, for part of as part of our special campaign vaccinate india in partnership with google is dr chandrakant lahiria he's an epidemiologist public he works with public policy and he's a health systems expert doctor uh, if you've heard this discussion if we can design protocols to open malls pools and bars without risking lives why not schools i asked that but many would you know think i'm being naive the answer is obvious there's no vaccine for kids so given that there's no vaccines for kids you think kids have to stay at home right in order to be protected what we need to remember that in no part of the world for younger than 12 years vaccine is being administered so vaccines are there only for 12 to 17 years still schools are open for all age groups across the world so the first point is that vaccination of children is not a prerequisite to open schools 
this is a add on so school should be open without vaccination of children if vaccines become available and recommended by experts for a specific group that will be add on but there is no it's not prerequisite but uh, are there studies now that there are uh, the, uh, antibodies in 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 kids of course so we know that uh, fourth nationwide zero survey conducted in india has found that children has between 6 to 17 years has antibody at the similar rate which is for the adults so children are developing infection even when schools were closed But and how the they develop presence doctor does the presence of an antibody mean that uh, a person here the student would be covid immune well what need to we need to remember that whether antibody or not children do not develop severe disease we know that the risk of developing severe disease in children is one in A, 1 into 8500 so somebody who is 80 year old is likely to have more higher bigger risk of developing severe disease children do not have we also have numbers for example of the all the severe disease all the deaths uh, the ratio one death in the age group of 1 to 18 happen for every 1500 deaths which happened in the adults so children do develop infection at the same rate so antibody reflect that children have developed infection but they do not develop severe disease out of 430000 deaths which have happened in india due to covid-19 around 1500 are in the children and majority of the children who died due to covid are the one who have a pre-existing condition so mm. covid is not serious disease for children okay so but the first obvious low hanging fruit solution here would be to you know rapidly increase our vaccination process right to have parents teachers and staff double vaccinated we had uh, dr shashank joshi also say that but how long does it take to develop immunity after a covid vaccine so after a covid vaccine once uh, a person need to complete the primary immunization which could be one shot for for example for jnj vaccine two shots for most of vaccines and now three shots for jacob d so once person received required primary doses and then wait for 2 weeks the person is considered to be fully protected all right uh, thank you uh, dr joshi thank you the rest of our panelists uh, we need clearly i think we should sum up by just saying that we need to protect our children from the coronavirus but we also need to ensure that we don't expose them to a future life without a quality education thank you for joining us on we the people